Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm with Marissa Deckard of the Fishers Park and Recreation Department. She's the assistant director there. And uh, it's a big, busy fall for uh, the Parks and Rec Department. But one of the big events to kick off the fall season, and it's going to be a warm weekend, but still, we we, we kind of call this fall, even though it's not a meteorological uh, fall quite yet. It's close to it. Uh, Marissa, first of all, uh, welcome. Always good to, to have you on a podcast. Thank you. It's always great to be here, Larry. And uh, that's what I'm going to start off with, Blues Fest. Blues Fest has become uh, uh, an early September tradition in Fishers, and it goes back several years. And uh, I think I made it pretty clear. My wife and I are big fans. We always go one of the uh, the two nights. And this year, you're doing something very interesting. You have the guys on Friday and the women on Saturday. So was that by design? It was. Uh, we wanted to do something a little bit different because this is the 10th annual uh, Blues Fest, which is super exciting. Definitely a tradition uh, for a lot of people in Fishers and uh, wanted to highlight women in blues. Women have been such a part of blues dating back to, you know, the uh, 1800s. You know, they were the the uh, front women of blues bands and um they don't get a lot of play. And so we wanted to do something a little bit different and highlight ladies in blues and they get a whole night. Yeah. When you think of blues artists, you do tend to think of the guys, but uh, if you know anything about blues history and you touched on this, I mean, the women had a lot to do with it, particularly in the early years. And another thing that I've noticed, and I uh, tell me what, what you might want to say about this. It seems to me uh, that you are in past years, sometimes you've uh, concentrated on Chicago blues and a lot of artists, uh, that's a one kind of blues, but uh, there's a Memphis blues that really uh, uh, started uh, in, in Memphis, Tennessee and moved into the Mississippi Delta. You have a lot of um, Mississippi-based artists, Mississippi blues, if you will. Talk about that if you can. Yeah, I love that you uh, highlighted that. We uh, definitely, I think, that the Chicago blues scene uh, is easy to pull from. It's local. Um, but we really tried to branch out this year. And so um, have some artists coming from Atlanta and Mississippi and Arkansas. Um, so bringing just a real good, I think, you know, in past years, we've had a lot of, of blues that were kind of rock based. This is really that like Southern blues feel that we were going for this year. Yeah, and if you're uh, people who are a student of the blues, and I'm not, a, I love the blues. I don't pretend to be an expert in it, but there is a big difference uh, if you listen to a Chicago blues group, and then 
you go down to the Mississippi Delta or Memphis, you know, my, my brother lives in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, some of the best blues I've ever heard is just people playing in the park at Handy Park. And Handy, J.W. Handy is, is a man who was credited with starting the blues way back in, as you said, late 1800s. So uh, it's I'm going to look forward to, to hearing that sound and to hearing the uh, you know, the fact that you've put got the men on one night and the women on the other. That is a way of highlighting the women in the blues. So I really think that's a, a great idea. Let me just talk about a couple of the performers, uh, the highlighters each night, and that's the final act each night. You've got Larry McRae as the uh, final act on Friday as uh, part of the guys. So say a word or two about Larry McRae. Sure. So Larry McRae is one of those Southern blues artists. Um, he uh, was born in Arkansas, um, just kind of about just out of Louisiana and um, brings that Southern soulful uh, blues that we were just talking about. And he's played with, you know, greats been on this, you know, same stage as BB King and the Allman brothers and um, is uh, represented by Joe Bonamassa. Um, so he's, I'm really excited to see him on our stage. And then on Saturday night, uh, your headliner there, Joanna Connor, say a word or two about her. Sure. So Joanna was set to play last year and we got rained out on our second night. And so she she made it here. She was actually in the green room and we decided to to call the event uh, because of poor weather. And so uh, she was really gracious and um, uh, accepting our offer to come back this year again. And and hopefully we get to see her. She is really a legend and uh Another artist that we had last year, Bernard Allison, who also didn't get to play because of the cancellation, um, but is really one of the greats in, in blues. He told the story of going as a child. Um, his, his godfather was Bobby Rush, who was our headliner uh, last year. And he went to go see uh, his godfather play, and he saw this woman on stage, and he said he immediately just fell in love because he had never seen a woman play guitar the way this woman played guitar. And that's Joanna Connor. So uh, I, that story just stands out to me. I thought it was such a cool thing. Um, she uh, is coming down from Chicago. She's originally from Massachusetts, um, but kind of bounced around, but landed in the Chicago scene uh, in the eighties. So we're really excited to see her and, and hopefully the weather uh, is in our favor. I was about to mention that you touched on the weather, and there have been a few years where weather has gotten in the way, but I think if we cross our fingers a bit, uh, at least now the forecast does seem promising, although a bit warm. Yeah, I'll take warm over rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any day. But well, you know, it's, it's an evening thing, and, and even though when you the acts begin at 4.15 and, and end uh, just before 11 p.m., so it's each night you've got a, a full, and, and the weather cools down as you go along. Just uh, to let people know, uh, the the bands start each night Friday and Saturday, September 2nd and 3rd. The, the, the acts begin on the stage at the amphitheater at 4.15 p.m. each day. And uh, just to quickly go over the names, uh, on Friday night at 4.15, you get uh, beginning then, it's, it's, it's Jemiah Rogers, Nick Alexander, and Grady Champion before Larry McRae takes the stage around 9.15. On Saturday night, the lineup again starting at 4.15 is Veronica Jackson, then Nora Jean Wallace, Melody Angel, and uh, again, 9.15 p.m., Joanna Connor takes the stage. So you should uh, feel pretty good. I think you're... Uh, 
I know you had some some glitches at the end, and you were a little late getting the uh, lineup out. But I think once it's all was said and done, you've you've got a great lineup for this festival. Yeah, I agree. I I was a little nervous because we were a little late to the game. Um, but man, I couldn't be happier with who we ended up with. So Blues Fest uh, again, tenth anniversary. It's uh, become a tradition here in Fishers, and trust me. Get there early. I didn't one year and paid the price. <laughs> I was way in the back. Yes. Uh, it, <laughs> yep. You uh, you need to get there reasonably early. You need to to take it all in. It is a free concert. There are you can buy uh, drinks and food and so forth there. Will alcoholic beverages be available for sale there? There will. We will have four day ray and mash craft on site. Okay, so you'll have a wide variety of uh, drinks and eats uh, that you can purchase there. You can bring your own to the extent you want. Now, I think alcohol is that there is a restriction on that, but other things to eat and drink are fine. Am I right on that? That's correct. Yep. So you can buy it there, but don't bring it yourself. It's yes. alcoholic. Uh, but uh, it's a free concert, and I can't think of a of a of a more outstanding free concert. We have a lot of them in Fishers every year at the Amp, but boy, this this to me that's the highlight. So anything any last comments about the Blues Fest? I agree. This is kind of something I look forward to every single year and as our concert season season kind of winds down, this is a way to go out really with a bang. So we're really excited. And uh, I will say the fellow that I had a chance to uh, interview in a podcast about the Blues Fest a couple of years ago, Matt Sozi, is back as as the MC. He's best known on WFYI radio. He has a, a blues program, I think, on Saturday nights. And it's uh, he uh, is a legend as far as being a, a blues aficionado here in the Indianapolis area. So he always brings a lot to the table, a very experienced uh, master of ceremony. So, yes, let, let's. Uh, but let's move on. There are some other is, uh, things coming up uh, that I want to talk about uh, that the Parks and Recreation Department will be involved in putting on uh, in the fall. We'll just talk about a few of them without going too far in the future. One I thought was very interesting. Uh, Safety Day is something that has been uh, going on for a number of years. I think for many years it was uh, put on at a parking lot at a local hospital. Uh, but mm-hmm. now, but uh, you're doing something a little bit different. You're tying it into uh, the farmer's market. So tell us how Safety Day will be done a little bit differently on September 10th this year. Yeah. Uh, John Mailing reached out. He's the one that's been coordinating this event for several years and with the Fisher's Fire Department. And he reached out and said, hey, how do we marry these two things? You know, the farmer's market brings in thousands every Saturday. And this event historically has brought the same you know how do we marry these two things without it being too big but but really drawing you know maybe a different audience and um so we started planning this uh probably a year ago now and we will be shutting down the uh west side of municipal circle right by the fire station so uh, there'll be no traffic through there. And, and our safety day will uh, encompass that whole street and then the parking lots um, on that side as well. So um, we're, we're excited. It will last the entire time. They're going to have uh, music of their own uh, down south. We'll still have music up on the stage, uh, as we always do for the farmer's market. Uh, but there's going to be demonstrations. We'll, of course, have um, our food trucks that we have on site and then we'll have supplement with a few more um but just a way to connect with local organizations um with safety there's gonna be some bike demonstrations as well 
And just to tell you, you know, I, I go to farmer's market uh, occasionally, and I can tell you parking can be a challenge just for a farmer's market. You add safety day on to that, plus you're going to close off uh, a portion of Municipal Drive. Uh, that's that's going to be a challenge. So I want to remind people, yes, you can park right on you know, the police station and so forth close by. There are parking options where you may walk a block or two, but it might be worth your ball to do that. Yeah, I would definitely encourage people if you live um, on or around the Nickel Plate Trail, encourage people to bike or walk down the Nickel Plate Trail. We uh, we just hosted very large events last weekend, which you might have heard of. We um, had the Avid Brothers and Government Mule, um, and I was so impressed with street closures and you know we had some restrictions on on parking. I was so impressed with how people utilize the trail people parking at launch fishers walking down. I mean, it's only a half a mile down the nickel plate trail. Um, and really, um, no complaints, you know, from the community when we had these restrictions going on. So, um, just impressed with the way people are utilizing that and, and finding ways to get there. Well, yes, the trail has, uh, kind of changed the dynamics of getting to a downtown event, particularly one, uh, there at the amp. So you're, that, that's a very good point that you make. So safety day is September 10th. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, always, uh, the fire department, uh, John Melling, as you mentioned, always takes the lead on that. Uh, but there, it's always a fun event and, <clears throat> excuse me, always drew a very big crowd before. Yeah. So as part of Farmer's Market, it's yeah, be prepared. There will be a lot of people there, which is a good thing. Yes. Uh, also, you know, I, just if I can ask about this, excuse me, I'm getting some <clears throat> allergies this year. Uh I was going to ask about this because uh, Farmer's Market, I've been to a few of them. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. It seems to me that overall you've had some very good weather. And that's really, in my list, just uh, anecdotally for me, it, you've really increased uh, uh, the number of people that you've had at the uh, Farmer's Market this year. Yeah, we have. And and overall, we've had some good weather. We've had some kind of freak windstorms pass through um, that surprised us, but um, people come out anyway, you know, we had some rain, I think. Okay. We're, we're using so, Zoom, but I think, I think you, uh, verbally froze up on this. You might want to repeat what you just said. Oh, sorry. Uh, we, we definitely had some freak windstorms that, uh, came through unexpectedly. Um, and we've had little bits of rain, uh, but you know, it's always great to see when people, you know, they stay at home for the 15 minutes and then they're just right back out there. Then of course we've got those people that, that come out with umbrellas and, and they brave the, the weather either way, but our attendance has definitely increased um, this year. Uh, and the amount of vendors that we had apply this year has um, kind of hit, it hit record numbers too. So we were in the position where we got to be very selective with our vendors um, because we just had so many people wanting to participate. So we're in the post-COVID era as far as events are concerned. So uh, both Safety Day and the Farmer's Market, <clears throat> excuse me, have had to uh, change things up in the last few years. So uh, you're welcome to come in person for the, the joint event. It's uh, September 10th, 8 a.m. to noon. It's right there at the amphitheater, the Safety Day and the uh, Farmer's Market all wrapped up into one. I uh, want to talk about another event coming up, and this is at Heritage Park over on the White River. I, a lot of people I've, uh, like to walk that trail over there, by the way. Get, you pass right by the, the White River there where 
uh, the Ambassador Houses, and that's where you begin. And, of course, Heritage Park, uh, one of the many parks that we have here in Fishers. It's a Sunday afternoon event, noon to five. Uh, so talk about Harvest Fest. What will people find there? Sure. This is a beautiful event. Um, it's it's hosted by the Parks Foundation and Fisher's Arts Council. And um, there's a variety of different artists there that are able to showcase and sell their art. But there's also interactive activities, things for the kids to do. There's live music. You can stroll the gardens if you haven't um, been to uh, Heritage Park before and seen the Ambassador House. Beautiful gardens there. Um, you can get a tour of the historic Ambassador House while you're there. Um, but it's kind of a laid back um, way to connect with the artist community, which is one of my favorite things here. Um, and Fisher's Arts Council and our foundation do such a great job of putting this event on in one of our parks. Um, it has become a favorite. I think when you have an event, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have an event where you combine a uh, little lot. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I've got a real, <clears throat> I've had this problem with my allergies this time of year, so bear with me. Uh, what sure. we the, uh, the Harvest Fest is one of many events. I've been to a number of arts events and fishers lately, and we're seeing more of this where you have local artists putting on what they have created, plus a little live music in the background. That's a that's a neat atmosphere, and having it outside uh, at that particular venue, I think, uh, adds even even more to the whole event. I agree. I love that that location, and I also like the Sunday afternoon. We don't do a lot of Sunday events uh, as a parks department or a city, um, and it's nice, you know, if you have uh, you know morning activities, you go to church. And then you've got the afternoon um, to to come out and and explore and meet up with friends and and bring the kids as well. I love that exposure with little ones to local artists. So that's Harvest Fest. That will be September the 11th, noon to five out at uh, Heritage Park. And there's no admission, correct? You just walk in and look around. Correct. Yep. Okay. Just bring some money to buy some art. Well, that is also true. The artists need your support <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, and one next event I want to talk about is Glow in the Park. That's just a little later in September, September 16th and 17th. That's right there at the amphitheater. So uh, talk about Glow in the Park if you can. So we're doing something new this year with Glow in the Park. This is one of um, our most popular events. Glow in the Park has gone on for several years. It's... Um, We've done it. It's family friendly and uh, there's a live DJ, sometimes multiple DJs on stage. We brought in um, some local MCs the last couple years. We've added a lot of elements um, over the last three years, at least. But the 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 idea of it is loud music, lots of dancing, and then we spray glow in the dark paint, um, non-toxic paint. Um at the audience and uh we've added some like uh glow in the dark elements foam pits slip and slides um things of that nature but ultimately it's just like a big dance party at the amphitheater and uh like i said one of our one of our most popular events we um had thousands more than we expected last year um and so we've prepared this year by doing a pre-registration um so you pre-register online, playfishers.com. You can register for free for the family night. And the new piece is we got a lot of feedback last year that adults wanted something similar 
not necessarily bringing the whole family and bringing the kids. And so this year we've added um, an adult night. So it's a 21 plus night on Friday. Um, that one is a $15 ticket. You get a, uh, a glow in the dark commemorative cup. Um, it's a silly pint cup. So these silicone uh, pint glasses, which would then get you a discount at one of the local uh, uh, breweries that's going to be on site along with local um, food trucks as well. But it, we've added this adult night. So we're really hoping that that it kicks off. We, we heard that people wanted it. We're putting it out there. It's the first time we've done it. So we're excited. A lot of the same ele- elements as the family night, but uh, you're going to get a babysitter this night. Okay. So you have, a, you have the family night on Saturday, the adult night on Friday. Family night is free, with, uh, but the uh, adult night, uh, there will be a fee and a pre-registration and wristbands, $15 and ahead of time and $20 the day of. Did I get that right? You got that right. Okay. Well, it sounds like a great time. You know, it's, I'm just trying to imagine what it must be like. It is du- a double-edged sword. You plan this event and you have a huge crowd bigger than you thought, which is kind of impressive. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, how are we going to handle all these people? Because yeah. you weren't prepared for it. That is that is a dilemma. But I guess now that you know there's a real demand for this, uh, you're better prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we – uh we learned a lot and uh, we eventually got everyone in, but there was a little bit of a wait, you know, last year. And so, yeah, we're just trying to figure out a way um, to get everybody in and make it a little more seamless. The cool thing about registering online is you can pick up your wristbands uh, ahead of time. So you, if you pick up your, your wristband ahead of time at the Fisher's Parks office or at any of our events leading up to it, we'll have them available at Blues Fest um, this weekend. Um, then you don't have to wait in line when you get there. All you need to do is have your wristband and walk right in. So it's a great way to avoid. So that's uh, September 16th on the Friday for the adults, September 17th uh, for the family, 4 to 11 p.m. each night, family nights free, adult night. Uh, again, uh, we, we talked about uh, the, the buying the wristband. There is a fee for that, but uh it's a way to kind of control the crowd, which uh, you need to make sure you can handle the crowd that shows up. But it's nice that people care, that people are, are coming. You ask them, you build it, and they they will come. And they certainly came to that. So Yes, that's, definitely. That's a, that's a good. <laughs> I want to talk about one last event. There, You have a lot coming up, and I want to just limit it to, to a few minutes here. Uh, the final event I want to talk about is Keep Fishers Beautiful. That's always been a... I know it uh, uh, started out as as, as a uh, event of the spring. It's in the fall. There's a city recycling day on October 1st. That's always very popular. I always dig down and end up going most years. I uh, have something to, to, to drop off there for that. Uh, but it's really a week-long opportunity. It's, it's October 1st through the 8th. It's throughout the city. Uh, just give us a, a, an idea of what's planned for that week. Sure. There's a variety of different things. Um that we have planned. And so whatever, um, like you said, the recycling day is very popular. Get there early. Um, There's always a line, but uh, it shows the demand uh, there. We have a variety of different things, though, that you can um, plug into. So whether it's, um, you know, helping at the agri park, you can you can be spreading compost or pulling weeds, uh, picking up trash at one of our uh, parks. I worked our last uh, Keep Fishers Beautiful. I worked at Cheney Creek, um, which is right, you know, between 116th and 106th. Um, 
and we picked up trash and we pulled garlic mustard, uh, which is an invasive species. So there's a variety of different things that you can plug into um, and volunteer at one of the parks. Um, and then we also have, uh, we're highlighting some of the sustainability programs that we have during that week. We have a free rain barrel uh, program. So you can re- request a free rain barrel for every Fisher's resident. We um, have one of those here. I use, we use it ourselves and it's wonderful. Um, and then we just launched a compost tumbler program and, and uh, drop off at the agri park and then using that compost that is dropped off at the agri park um, too. So uh, highlighting some of those things as well. Is uh, the best website uh, to go to to get more on all this and even more events? Would that be playfishers.com? You can get that. You can get it there, definitely. Um, and then Keep Fishers Beautiful. You can also find more information at thisisfishers.com backslash KFB. Well, one thing I know you never have enough of, that's volunteers. So uh, people want to volunteer. I'm sure they can go online and sign up there. Yes. And that is volunteer fishers. And we definitely couldn't do all that we do in the parks department without volunteers. Any uh, last uh, item you want to talk about or message or anything you want to say before we uh, wrap this podcast up? Uh, I'm just excited about all the things we have coming up in the fall. It's funny as we, as we near the end of summer, I, I think the idea is, Oh, okay, that's your busy season. And then, you know, we're going into, we're going into fall. It's like, well, we've got a lot going on in fall too, and some really cool stuff. So I hope people that, I hope people come out, show up, volunteer. Like we said, we definitely need volunteers for all our events and, uh, stay tuned for some more, uh, Uh, events we have coming up past October as well. I was going to say, you folks have had a very busy summer, but you're not, uh, you're you're not taking the fall off either. You're, uh, you keeping uh, very busy with events there. Marissa Deckard is the assistant director at the parks and recreation department for the city of Fishers. Uh, Always a pleasure to talk with you, Marissa. Thanks for, for taking some time with me today. Likewise. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase, Podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Mm